0: Good morning. So over the past few weeks, we've marked the time of Advent by lighting an Advent candle each Sunday. And with each new candle lit, we've been increasing the light during a time of year where darkness is more present astronomically, and perhaps maybe even in our own lives. See, for holidays, we have a way of bringing to the surface darkness from our past. Darkness from hardships and losses, darkness from broken relationships, even darkness coming forth from our own mother church, leaving us at times blinded to God's presence and asking ourselves, where is God in all this? Perhaps the same question was being asked during the time when Christ was born, for it took place during the reign of Herod, who ordered all the children under the age of two to be killed and try tricking the Magi in order to find the Christ child. That was the world to which God chose to become incarnate, to take on human flesh, and to bring salvation to all. God chose the point in time to bring forth the light of life, the light of Christ, the divine presence. And so, two millennium later, on this fourth Sunday of Advent, days before Christmas, perhaps we or Someone close to us may find themselves living in some sense of darkness, looking to regain some spark of light, spark of the divine. But how? And maybe the gospel can shed some light on this. See, the story features Mary and Elizabeth who are related to each other. Elizabeth is unable to conceive any children it was the wife of the high priest, Zechariah. Mary, a young teen living in a small northern town of Nazareth, is also barren in a different sense. She's a virgin. Angel Gabriel makes that appearance and tells Mary that she's found favor with God, that the Holy Spirit will come upon her, and the power of the Most High will overshadow her. That behold, that she will have a son, and she will name him Jesus. Gabriel then tells her that Elizabeth is also conceived a child and is in her sixth month, and all of this... Because nothing's impossible with God. And with this, Mary literally becomes filled with the true presence of God. It is the ultimate indwelling. So we pick up the story with today's gospel where we find Mary's not focusing on her own pregnancy, but rather she's reaching out to another as she sets off to see her relative. See, Elizabeth is advanced in age and is home with her husband, who is both deaf and dumb. Six months pregnant, she's no longer able to go into the village to draw her own water. She can't run to the store to get her groceries. She can't take care of her garden. So Mary, who's 14, 15 years old and pregnant, sets out on this 78-mile journey on foot and donkey. And when she arrives for this three-month stay, see, there's no mention of any housewarming gifts. There's no talk of rum cake or wrapped baby gifts. Rather, Mary, filled with divine presence, gives Elizabeth the gift of her presence. And as we heard today, upon the greeting, the infant leapt within Elizabeth's womb. And Elizabeth, seeing Mary as with child, calls her the mother of my Lord. It's interesting, the importance of this mutual gift of presence and divine recognition is biblically emphasized, in as much as it's the only time in the entire New Testament that there is dialogue that's recorded between two women. And so in just two days, we will celebrate the birth of Mary's child, Jesus, Son of God, Son of Mary, both fully human and fully divine. Our Christmas present is that perfect presence of the Christ child. Our Christmas present is the fact that we all have this indwelling of God Emmanuel, God with us, Independent of who we are or what we have done or what we haven't done, we all carry the presence of Christ. Christ became incarnate, fully human, in order to show us how to be human to ourselves and to others. He did this by being present to others. Remember Jesus at the well with the women, Jesus healing the blind man, Jesus dining with the sinners, Jesus calling the Peter on the water, Jesus on the cross comforted those who were hanging on either side of him. Wherever he went, he brought the gift of presence to all. And some 2,000 years later, our needs, our family needs, frankly, the needs of our country and of this world, they yearn for presence. We need to stop blaming the darkness for being so dark. We begin to ask for what we need to make the light brighter than it is. Mary's visit to her relative was gift and grace to Elizabeth. Likewise, each of us needs to begin with our own domestic church, with our family, our friends, and our relatives who will visit this Christmas. That's where we will be given that opportunity to bring the same gift and grace into their lives, to bring them closer to God, to share with them the Spirit of God that dwells within us. The spirit of consolation, of courage, of peace and of joy, just as Mary did. to give the gift of ourselves to make time to be with another person, to make that light a little bit brighter, that's the gift that so many people long for this Christmas and will never receive. What better gift is there to give than to give the gift of ourselves and our presence and our time? God became incarnate to give us God's presence, an indwelling, presence that we each all have, that's meant to be shared with others. That's why we come to this table with our joys and our sorrows and to be nourished by the greatest gift God gave us, Jesus' physical presence, his body and his blood, presence that was so important to Jesus that at the Last Supper he instituted the Eucharist and told us, do this time and time again so that we can be fed, so that his presence can give us the strength to be present to others. He told us and said, do this. Remember me. Remember how I was human. Remember how I was present to others. Remember how I forgave others. Remember what I did for the least of my brothers and sisters. Remember how I faced evil and death and overcame it. Come, don't worship me. Come, just follow me. My sisters and brothers, may you be that presence, that ever-brightening force, bringing light to those in darkness at home and in the community. May you make time for one another, and time, frankly, for yourself. And may you never forget that the greatest present which you can give time and time again is the presence of God who dwells within you, the God who loves you, the God who is Emmanuel.